0: Hello and welcome to episode two of Clearing Choices, the podcast series designed to help you through the uncertainty that can come with Results Day wherever you are in the UK. I'm Casey Thistleton and in this episode we're looking at your options on Results Day. Can you change your mind? By the end of this episode you'll know what options you have and the decisions you'll need to make when it comes to changing your mind on a number of different things.
1: You can absolutely change your mind. You can use something called Decline My Place to do that. So you can release yourself from
0: the firm choice that you're holding. The options you have if you want to change courses or even universities.
2: First off, go to your current university choices and ask the question. You've got nothing to lose by asking, so please don't be shy. Just go ahead and do that and all universities will do what they can to accommodate.
3: If you want to do an apprenticeship. An apprenticeship is not just a learning journey, but it's also an employment journey as well. So you'll be in work, you'll be doing work alongside your studies against the the apprenticeship standard that you've selected.
0: Or if you decide to take a gap
1: year. On that gap year, you could undertake some independent study, look at different areas, you could look at internships. You could also look at whether you want to enter the world of work, either to get some money or perhaps get some experience.
0: To talk us through your options, I'm joined by UCAS expert Sam Sykes. Hello. Today's university admissions duo Camille Thompson from the University of Bolton. Hello. Joining us from Scotland, Jonathan Jones from the University of Glasgow. Hi there. And finally, apprenticeship expert Danny Matthews from the Co-op.
2: Hi.
0: Welcome to episode two, everybody. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having us.
2: Great, thanks.
0: Thank you for being here. What a panel I have got today. So many different experts. In episode one, we covered how to prepare for results day and now we're looking at what options are available to you once you have those results but might be changing your mind. So first of all, why do people change their mind in clearing and what do you put at risk when you do that, Sam?
1: So I think people change their minds for lots of reasons. So it might be that you've uh, reconsidered the course that you want to study. You might want to go in a different direction. It might be that you've reconsidered a location. It might be that you've done better than expected you want to try and find something that for you is more aspirational. So you can absolutely change your mind um, and uh, you can use something called Decline My Place to do that. So you can release yourself from the firm choice that you're holding. A couple of things to consider. Um, when you press that button and you decline your place, you are releasing yourself from a contract essentially. So that place has gone. So it's really important if you're going to use it that you've spoken to the course or the, pr- the university or the college you want to go to first. Don't do anything until you've spoken to where you want to go. When you also decline your place, you are essentially ending that contract. So any scholarships or bursaries that you might have had connected to the course that you're holding, uh, you know, as your firm uh, will also be cancelled. So if uh, financial support is something that you need to consider, again, you must have those conversations with the universities and colleges before you decline your place. There may also be some impact on accommodation so if you are potentially moving to a different university or college and you had uh, you will know, need accommodation but I don't you know lots of universities and colleges they purposefully keep back accommodation uh, for students who are going to be uh, applying to them through clearing
0: okay great yeah. so don't make any rash decisions don't go yep. pressing yes. the reject <laughs> button the big red button yeah but there are options definitely amazing yep. let's talk about the practicalities a little bit then what do you need to do if you change your mind what do you do if you want to change your course. Jonathan, can you give us some advice on that?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, A few kind of top tips really in terms of what to do. Uh, If you know already that your firm or insurance choice aren't what you want, then do either of those universities have the degree programme that you would prefer to do? So if you've changed your mind from one subject to another, is that new subject available at your firm and insurance choice? And if so, great, go to them as early as you can and, and ask the question, is it possible for me to change my offer from course A to course B? The things that they'll think about when, when you ask that question will be, well, how similar is the subject? So if you're applying for a different degree in a, in a similar subject, then that's a good, that's a tick. If the entrance requirements, so the grades that you need for your original subject are also the same for your new subject, or if they have any mandatory subjects that you would need from your A-levels, highers, the cat IBs, whatever it is you're doing, if they're the same then that is also another tick. It may it's more likely that you will be able to transfer your offer. The critical thing will be is there space on the new program for you. So uh, particularly over the last few years a lot of degree programs have filled up uh, and there's not always space. So the university when they get your request will think okay how similar is the subject, are the entrance requirements the same, do you still meet them, and is there space for us to accommodate this change request. And if you get three ticks to all of those things they will consider that request and and make that decision and come back to you to say yes or no and if it's a no then don't worry there are still options Uh, you could have a look around in clearing to see if there is your your new preferred subject available at a university that works for you in a location that you would like to go to and that is another option so uh, but first off go to your your current university choices and ask the question You've got nothing to lose by asking, so so please don't be shy, just go ahead and do that and, and all universities will do what they can to accommodate.
0: If you don't actually, don't get. I think I would have been the type of person, Sam, that would have been like, oh, I've said I'm going to do this now. So I've got to stick with it. But actually, Mm. it's perfectly normal, isn't it? And perfectly okay to change your mind. And and we're going to change our minds many times in life with lots of different things.
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, the the whole point of your results day is it's it's your, uh, you know, academic qualifications. It's the subjects that you've got. But you did make those choices a while ago. So you might have actually changed your mind particularly lots of you will have been working so 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 hard, you've had that offer it's been really motivational and you've gone wow I've done so much better than expected and that that university college or that course that I never thought about applying to, I actually could potentially now get onto that course so that's why we have at UCAS these options for you to be able to change your mind and for you to be able to have these choices I also think when you're thinking about the reasons you're changing your mind is just to not rush into any decisions always speak to the university or colleges first before you make any decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the experts. They are the people that will be making those decisions as to whether they can offer you a place or not. So absolutely change your mind, but just remember to speak to the universities or colleges as soon as you can to discuss that with them before
0: you go pressing any buttons.
1: And how, <laughs> don't press any <laughs> buttons. Press Can't
0: stress that <laughs> how long will it take to confirm any changes?
1: So obviously there, you know, it will depend on the individual case, what you potentially are switching to. In terms of using decline my place, that is instant, as I think I've stressed. Yeah. It is an instant release into clearing, and we can't take that back at UCAS either, so it's really important you are sure that you want to decline it. In terms of then uh, a new place, a different university or, or, or college, or a different course at a university or college you were already holding an offer at, that could take you know up to 48 hours to reflect in your application when systems are being updated. So don't panic if it's not immediately visible on your UCAS application, Um, You know that might take time, particularly if you think about
0: how busy everybody is going Mm. to be over Mm -hmm. results day. Okay, amazing, that's good to know. Let's hear now from Natasha Devon from Student Minds, the UK's student mental health charity, with her advice if you're not sure what
4: to do next. Here are three tips which will help you to make big decisions. My first tip is to seek advice on what you should do next from a wide range of sources. And maybe have a think about who's in your network. You probably know someone who is great with money, someone who's really emotionally intelligent, someone who's done a lot of traveling and seen the world. All of those people will offer you probably a different but equally valuable perspective. So make sure that you're taking snippets based on what the people around you can offer you. My second tip for making a big decision is to create your plan B whilst you're still in a good headspace. So don't wait until results day before considering your options. Before you get your results, you're likely to be a bit calmer, a bit more centered. So you'll be able to think, OK, so if I don't get the grades I've been predicted or even if I get better grades than I've been predicted, what would my options be then? So think it through before you get to that point, And that will enable you then to be able to make the decision based on the advice from your past self. And then finally, if you're still really struggling and you're caught in a kind of thought vortex about the various options that are available to you, what you can do is defer to the numbers and what they're telling you. And you can create a table. So let's say that you've got two options and you can't decide which one you want to do. For each option, quantify the best case scenario and the worst case scenario out of 10. So for the best case scenario, how good would this be out of 10 and for the worst case scenario, how bad would this be out of 10? And then what you do is you subtract the worst case scenario number from the best case scenario number, look at what you have left, whichever is the higher number, that should be the option that you go with. If you do need more advice or even someone to speak to, you can find confidential support and lots of information at studentspace.org.uk. Thanks,
0: Natasha. So we've explored making some changes to your courses and university choices. But what if something just doesn't feel right? If someone's listening to this and they've decided they don't really want to go to uni this year, what are their options, Sam?
1: So there's a couple of options. You could consider uh, speaking to your university or college about whether you could defer. So that would be about... um, Keeping a place but taking it up the following year. I think it's really important. Again, you have that conversation early with your university or college. So not all courses will allow a deferral. Uh, particularly as Jonathan's always already mentioned, lots of courses are very uh, tight. Potentially have restrictions on numbers. Are very highly competitive. And there's also some courses where you know that break in your academic learning will actually impact your progression on the course. So not deferrals not always allowed for every course so the only way you're going to know is by speaking as you said you don't ask you don't get Mm -hmm. so that's one option and then um, the other option is to obviously decide that you're potentially not going to take up a course at all this year and you're going to uh,
0: reapply in another year. If you did decide to reapply to the same university again and you'd applied in the past and then changed your mind would that go against you Jonathan?
2: No. No. Absolutely not. Uh, So it's worthwhile checking with your university if you're applying for something like medicine or dentistry, if they will accept resits. Uh, However, for pretty much every other subject, uh, that won't be an issue. Uh, And in some cases, if you've maybe uh, struggled in, in the exam sitting this time and you want to take that extra year to just redo and just sort of uh, get a bit more involved in the subject and improve your understanding then that will actually help when you do get into university the following year so so don't be put off you know, uh, resits are required every year by by many thousands so um, don't don't worry too much about that check with the university to make sure they will accept resits and like I say most of them will do even for so high demand subjects uh, like engineering or, or computing science uh, it's usually the clinical subjects where that might be an issue but not everybody will have that sort of block on, on accepting resets. So uh, please check, but otherwise, just go ahead and, and make the most of, of that reset, yeah.
0: Okay. And what if you're not going to go to uni at all? What other options are there if you decide that you just don't want to do uni anymore?
1: Well, so many, I think. Obviously, you know, you've got the option of taking a, a gap year to give yourself some time to think about what you might want to do next. On that gap year, you could undertake some independent study, look at different areas, you could look at internships, and you can find internships on the UCAS career finder tool as well. You could also look at whether you want to enter the world of work either to get some money or perhaps get some experience and of course there is apprenticeships which are an absolutely fantastic option.
0: And Danny you know all about apprenticeships so tell us what do people need to know if they don't want to go to uni and they're thinking of going down the apprenticeship route instead?
3: Yeah lots to consider, Um, lots of different routes from an apprenticeship point of view as well, some with degrees or degree level apprenticeships. Uh, You can actually get a university qualification alongside the work experience and the employability skills which can really enhance your entry into the world of work. Um, there are other levels of apprenticeships as well, kind of level four, level five, which are kind of akin to a high national qualifications uh, or your first year at university. Um, lots to consider though in terms of making that choice. So there's, there is obviously um, the consideration as to who you might apply for an apprenticeship with. So looking in the market, understanding which employers are out there, advertising roles at the moment or will be coming up in the next couple of weeks after results day. Um, and there's also the, uh, the consideration around location, around what job you want to do, because it's important to remember an apprenticeship is not just a learning journey but it's also an employment journey as well so you'll be in work you'll be doing work alongside your studies against the the apprenticeship standard that you've selected for as well
0: exciting it's such a a really exciting option isn't it to Mm. be able to sort of earn and get straight into the working world but study at the same time yeah
3: definitely there's lots um I think there's there's a real change in the wind uh, around apprenticeships from uh, students are starting to awaken to the value that degree level yeah. apprenticeships particularly can bring to someone. Yeah. And employers, whilst lots of different routes are valuable, employers do value those employability skills that you develop as well as the knowledge and the, the kind of theory that you get from more academic routes, which you can clearly get as part of an apprenticeship route. So yeah, lots of wins to have there. Um, but yeah, value against apprenticeships, universities, internships, gap year, there's lots of things that employers will value from any of the routes that you choose after uh, after results there. Danny, how
0: much weight do employers put on your results when you're applying for an apprenticeship? How important is that?
3: I think it depends on the apprenticeship that you provide, you applied for, and the entry criteria that was laid out in the job advert when you applied. But quite similar to universities, you know, if you did miss out by a couple of grades, you can have a conversation with the employer and the learning provider and look to see whether you can still get onto the uh, to to the program with uh, grades lower than lower than expected. If that is the case, Um, but arguably it is more flexible because it's as well as not just the grades, but who you are as a person, Mm. because you go through an interview process um, to. understand whether you're the right fit for the role as well as the apprenticeship.
0: Okay, great. So all those things are going to be considered. You're not just going to be sort of not looked at because of a grade.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think results are just one part of, of of your achievement and who yeah. you are, a uh, big part. Not nevertheless, but uh, in particularly in, in apprenticeships and, and and generally in life as well. You know, I think it, it's more about who you are as as a person and what you can bring and the experience and the skills that you might have over time, as well as your academic achievements.
0: Is there ever an option as well to sort of start an apprenticeship and like retake, uh, you know, a, an exam at the same time?
3: Um, Sometimes, yeah, typically with particularly around maths and English, yeah. um, you know, if you, if you haven't achieved the grades that you needed or the qualifications that you need, you can look to do that through the apprenticeship with, uh, with the learning provider, depending on, again, the course and the, and, and the qualification on offer.
0: Great. We've got options then. So, Camille, it's not too late to take a gap year then, is it?
5: No, it's in our applicants' discretion, really. What do they want to do? I think I'm just going to add on to what Sam um, has mentioned. Please make sure you speak to your friends and your family, as well as speaking to your universities on what's going to be the options. We're here to give you advices and talk you through the whole process and um, implications of that.
0: Amazing. I'm sure lots of people will probably want that option, but there might be people listening to this right now thinking, oh, I just feel like I don't have a good enough reason for changing my mind. What is a good reason for changing your mind? I don't
1: think there's any one good reason, is there? It's your decision. It's your personal journey. So it's what's right for you. A lot will have changed since you made your initial five choices that might impact on that decision. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you might decide, actually, I want to stay closer to home. Maybe I have changed my mind in terms of course or subject. Maybe it's about taking a break from a Education. All of these reasons are valid. I would just say make sure that it's backed by research and careful Mm -hmm. thought, that you've discussed it with uh, your universities or colleges if you're thinking about looking at a deferral or or releasing yourself into clearing, speaking to those that know you best and then researching those options. So on UCAS.com we've got our career finder tool where you can search for vacancies, uh, for apprenticeships uh, at all levels but you can also look for things like internships. We've also got information and advice on things like like gap years, or even some study abroad programs. So I think whatever the reason is, it's important to know that you have choice. It's just important to go to the right places to find out a little bit more before you make any snap decisions. Mm-hmm.
0: After the past mm-hmm. couple of years as well, people probably want to travel more than travel, ever. yes,
5: yeah, 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 I was yeah, thinking yeah. that. Yeah. That's on everyone's yeah. mind, Everyone wanna, isn't like, it? Explore the world. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's
3: I think it's really important to own your choice yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. To, you know, that, yeah. I see a lot and hear a lot of students kind of Following what their friends are doing yes, or, or yeah. what their family are trying to influence them to do, I think once you've done your research, and it has to be backed up by information and, and you know sound judgment. But once you've made that choice, own it. It's your it's your yeah. choice, and mm-hmm. and know that even though you've made that that choice there and then, it's not the only decision about your career and your entry into the to the world of work or whatever that might be that you'll make in your entire mm. life. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think for me, owning your choice is really important. So uh, true. Students. Yeah. If you're yeah. just sort
0: of confident with it and you're like, look, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, I have yeah. my yeah. reasons, yeah. and this yeah. is what yeah. I want to yeah. do, yeah. and everyone else stay out of it. Having yeah. said that, I think that's easy for me to say now, but I think when I was in that position, I would have felt very like, oh no, the university will be mad at me. You <laughs> know, yes. if I yeah. if i defer or yeah. i change my mind or something but that's not the case is it camille yeah. you won't be yes. cross will you no
5: no don't <laughs> don't feel pressured is what i'm gonna say and um, with that one don't feel pressured with your friends with your family who keep pushing you just know what's the best thing for yourself um because you know that's that's what us universities want you to do you just just think of what you want to do mm-hmm. this time and we'll guide you along the way and we'll give you what's you know the the right advice. Ultimately everybody wants to see you succeed we all want you to get onto a course or a
1: career or an apprenticeship of your choice to succeed to own it to end up moving into a career that you want and have fantastic experiences along the way Mm. yes so of course people are going to change their mind um, don't forget it's not your only chance to ever go to university or mm-hmm, college mm-hmm. you can absolutely apply, you don't have mm-hmm. to just be leaving school, we have people who apply through UCAS, oh, yeah. you know from from 18 all the way to 80 yep, so you yeah. can absolutely
5: uh, this is not your only chance to make mm-hmm. a UCAS application. You're not going to be struck off yeah. Camille's no. not going to be <laughs> like right, <laughs> if you're not coming is, this year you're not the, coming at all. <laughs> yeah, education <laughs> is definitely, there's no age limit to it, No, you yeah. can, you know we've got a lot of um, what chores to do they and absolutely love studying so and we we absolutely love knowing that um, and give them support so. Is it the same with apprenticeships Danny do people kind of take on
0: that sort of thing at different stages in life or do you have to be a certain age?
3: I think well traditionally it was you did it at the age of 16 and then then that was your career for life but we all know that that our, our careers have changed. Many of us will have had three or four careers potentially by the time they're 30 or 40. So we, um, I mean, I've seen apprentices join us from, straight from school uh, and I've seen apprentices join us at the age of 74 changing, wow. changing career direction because yeah. it is a way that you can still continue to, to earn. And when you're a little bit old and you've got responsibilities, then, yeah, you need to, to potentially bring some, uh, bring home the bacon for want of a better phrase. And, uh, and, and yeah, apprenticeships can help people. Change direction as well as as well as earnings. So yeah, it's it's open to uh, to anyone as long as you're over the age of sixteen.
0: That's good to yes. know because I think yeah. I always thought that you had to be sort of like school leaver age or college college leaver age. So yeah, that's good to know that yeah. there are all those options. Yeah. See, guys, you can be seventy four and still change <laughs> your mind about your career, and that is that's <laughs> yeah. the spice of life, isn't it? You know, <laughs> yeah. we will we'll all do different things throughout yeah. our careers, and that's what's so great about it—the variety and that choice. Well, there you go. There's loads of different options. It's clear whatever your results, uh, with some great advice there from our panelists on the different choices students will be facing and how best to approach them if we didn't answer your burning question this time then check out our other episodes next time we'll be looking at what to do if you don't get the grades you were hoping for and what options you'll be faced with on results day A big thanks to today's guests sam camille jonathan danny and natasha and of course thank you for joining us